Welcome back to the ASAP Podcast. This is Megan, and this week we're doing a little something different. Like we did last week, a little something different. <laughs> Stu is out on the road, so we had him call in and had a conversation. So, fair warning, quality isn't quite as high as we want it to be, but, you know, we do what we can with what we have. So, uh, hopefully you enjoy the conversation um, as we dig into what it's like as a semi-truck driver. Am I on your Bluetooth right now? Yeah. Okay. Does Why can you not hear me? I hear you. It just sounds a little garbled. Does it? A little bit. Huh. Well, well, full disclosure, I've been recording the whole time, so we can talk what, about whatever you want right now. I mean, you want to talk I don't about? know. I figured, I figured we would talk about, I don't know how much it fucking sucks to still be sitting in this fucking parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been sitting, so you've been sitting in this parking lot for three days. So what exactly happened with the truck? Like, did you come out and found that it had been hit or were you no, in dude, it and somebody it. hit it? I was in it. Yeah. I don't remember if I uh, saw the whole story of like what happened. So you just woke up to being hit and the person no, drove awake. off or what? No, I was awake. I was just sitting in my bed. No, they didn't take off. They they went across the lot to park, but I thought they were going to leave. So I chased them down and jumped on their truck. Because I'm fucking crazy like that. <laughs> Apparently. So you jumped on their truck, like the side of their yeah. door or something? Yeah. Yeah, I jumped up on their steps while they were rolling. Did he stop? Yeah. <laughs> um, not immediately. <laughs> well, cl- like, please expand upon this story, like put Mr. Storyteller. Mean, like, uh, what the fuck? Uh, he was he was pulling. I mean, it turns out he was pulling someplace to park where he wasn't going to be blocking traffic. But that place happened to be near the exit than where the accident occurred. That's the direction he was heading, and so I wasn't going to risk it. So I ran across the whole fucking parking lot, full sprint, and jumped up on his fucking running board and grabbed his window that was down, and told him like, "If you're trying to leave, you're taking me with you, dude." And he's like, "I'm not leaving." And I'm like, "Cool. Well, I'm just saying, if you are here, I am. We're going together." Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then he parked and, you know, like a bunch of screaming ensued and my voice is actually better today than it was yesterday. Um, and, uh, a witness came out and him and the witness were screaming at each other and seemingly about to fight at one point. And I grabbed the dude's jacket who hit me and started walking him backwards away from the witness that saw everything. And I was like, you know, like, yo dude, like you can pay attention to me. Like your business is with me. Like you hit my truck. Yeah. You know? So he had but gotten yeah, in an I mean, argument was, with somebody else. Yeah. It, well, cause the witness came out and was like, you know, saying whatever the hell he was saying and it pissed off the, the other guy, the driver who hit me. And so they were yelling back and forth and I got between them and grabbed the guy that hit me by the coat, like in his chest area and just started pushing him back. 
this dude's got to be in his 40s or 50s, man, bigger than me. And my drill was pumped so much. Like, I thought, like, this guy could hit me. But I didn't care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was I was not giving a fuck. I was so pissed myself. And all I was thinking was, yo, dude, this isn't going to, like, devolve into you arguing with somebody whose truck you didn't hit. Like, you need to focus on what you just did to my fucking truck. So how was this guy acting? Was he acting pissed off or scared or what? Uh, I mean, he was pissed off at the other guy. Um, uh, he, he definitely didn't come across as being scared, um, you know, and defensive a little bit t- towards me, you know. Was he claiming that he didn't do anything wrong? Oh, no, hell no. No, there was, okay. there was no way in any reasonable world that he could. I mean, he knew he hit my truck. I mean, he rocked my whole fucking truck. You know, he felt that in his truck. And then he hit it upon reversing. And when he pulled forward, he dragged his trailer along the side of my tractor. Damn. Like the tra- like the truck, the track, the trailer on his truck made contact with the side of the driver's side of my tractor and remained in contact as he pulled away and ripped the whole back of my door mirror off, um, shattered my hood mirror and bent and broke the hell out of the, the arm that connects it to the hood. And just all kinds of nonsense, man. And this is the third time you've been hit? Fifth. The fifth time you've been hit? Yes. And 11 months. Less than 11 months. I got my first truck on March 11th, 2019. Before I started working for this company in February, but I was with my mentor for the first three and a half weeks. So my, my upgrade, as it's called, to where I, you know, passed their little test to prove that I could do this by myself was in March. And I passed my classes and my test and was assigned my truck on March 11th. And I stayed the night in it. And the next day, March 12th, I proceeded towards home with my first load as a solo driver from Irving, Texas. You know, I went through... Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, Illinois, Indiana, a bit of Kentucky. Um, we have a yard there in Louisville where I dropped the trailer off and then bobtailed, as it's called, back up to Columbus. Um, so March 12th, March 11th, whatever day you want to count there, you know, is when I became a solo driver. And that's obviously, you know, it's February. So it's like 11 months, roughly. Yeah. And I've been hit five times. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little that, excessive. Well, that's the <laughs> kind of thing it makes you think, though. If it happened, it just makes you think about the statistics of it. Like, if it's happened to you five times, that can't be that uncommon. You know what I mean? That has to happen I, I all the like time. I feel like it is, though. I feel, well, I feel like it, I feel like, I mean, you got to think there's, you know, what, two million trucks on the road. And I think over the whole of two million trucks, yeah, accidents like that happen on a daily basis. But do they happen that much to the same person? Like that, I'm not sure. Well, of. You I, know what I mean? Knows, but I think it would just, I, I think it just depends on, you know, a whole bunch of I felt like, things. But I felt like asking other drivers, like, how long have you been driving? How many times have you been hit? Just to kind of gauge it because I feel like five times in less than a year is kind of excessive, man. Yeah, you it's should. a little excessive. Like, you know, in all different states, no matter, you know, the the last accident that I was uh, a victim of when I was in Ohio up in Burbank, where the whole right front of my truck got ripped off. You remember that? Yeah. You know, I was parked on the end of a row 
and you know, even though it was illegal place to park, it was at a truck stop and everything. I heard from other drivers like, yeah, that's why I tend not to park on the end because people come around the corner and stuff like that can happen. And I was like, yeah, point taken. So I stopped doing that. Well, I wasn't parked on the end of the road this time. Well, yeah. <laughs> Just can't win, dude. Just in a I parking can't win. lot. I know. I, I, you know, my company considers pulling off the sides of uh, on ramps and off ramps, which I kind of understand because there is a risk there, yeah. allegedly. Um, even like the entrance and exit ramps to rest areas, they don't want you parking there. They don't want us parking there because they consider it not safe. Even if you, because once, if you're pulling in, like, you know, if you or anybody who, who listens to this conversation, pulling into a rest area, you'll see no parking, no parking. But then after a certain point, even on the ramp, you'll see the no parking end. Like, so there is a point on the ramp where you can legally park your truck, but still mm. the company doesn't consider it safe. I'm out here thinking, well, the place you do isn't safe for me or my truck. Cause that's where I keep getting hit at truck yeah, stops. That's crazy. I was no, looking I don't know, up, man. I was looking up some quick statistics here, um, and it's saying that because I was looking up for like how often accidents happen. So it really only is reporting on like the major, but it says more than five thousand right. people died in truck accidents in 2017. In 2016, 125,000 large trucks and buses were involved in crashes with injuries. Um, yeah. 180,000 people suffered injuries in the, in those crashes. So and, it's you know, it really just crazy. It is. It really just comes down to, I mean, it's, the, it's a numbers thing, right? I mean, we put a lot of miles down every day, every week, every month, yeah, the every hours year. You're on the road versus the hours, the average person is on the road. Yeah. So, you know, with those larger numbers, obviously the number of incidents are going to increase as well. Right. I mean, in a month, I have put what most people do in a year in miles, you know what I mean? In a month. I mean, I've, I've done 10,000 miles in a month and I think the average car, maybe like 12, 13, 15,000 a year. You know what I mean? So, so there are about 300, so there's about 350 semi accidents a year that cause injuries or a day. I'm sorry. 350 a day. Roughly. I don't know if that's, I mean, when you think about, again, the amount of miles that are being put down by trucks and the amount of trucks on the road, I don't know if that's really, if that's a good number or a bad number. You know what I mean? I mean, I think any number above zero is a bad number, but re, but being realistic that we're all human beings and shit happens, that's not bad. Yeah, you're never going to live in a world of zero. Whenever you've got 330 million, there's 350 semi-drivers a day that are kind of fucking up or somebody's fucking up with them. Eh, it's not too bad. Most, That's a pretty most low percentage. Accidents, yeah. Most accidents, um, from what I've learned, occur during backing, obviously, because it's hard to see around a vehicle this size, um, and lane changes. So, yeah, I would assume lane changes are the big one. Yeah, and, and I would bet if, if one were to delve deeper into those numbers and the causes behind the accidents. I'm not going to say all, but I bet a lot of the accidents that the serious accidents that happen out on the road are contributing to two things, either driver fatigue, right? Or somebody in a car being an ass around a semi and causing, causing them to crash. I think driver fatigue and distracted driving are the two top reasons people get in accidents. 
Yeah. Like it's not drunk yeah. drivers. It's not all those things. It's, it's fatigue and distraction. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm sure it's, I mean, and just, and, and, just that's, and honestly, that's just injury and that's just injury accidents. So obviously there's more accidents than that. Like what happened to you, but you sure, know, sure. realistically speaking, it's some cosmetic damage. You have to get a new truck, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like you, you wouldn't be able to look up uh, police reports to find out about the accident that just yeah. happened to me. Cause yeah. one wasn't filed. You'd have to get into like insurance claims and stuff like that to find that kind of stuff. Cause it was on private property. Um, but I mean, just in the year I've been driving a semi truck, you know, I, I know it took me maybe three months of doing this before I realized what the deal was with cars and semi, you know what I mean? As far as like how cars really are, how it feels, you know, and how, how realistic it is when you hear truck drivers say, uh, negative things about a lot of people driving cars. They, they seem to think, um, that that they're not going to get killed cutting a semi off or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or they just I, I don't care. They you. act like an attitude is more important yeah. than anything. Like, it's like, I, cause I hear people complain about truck drivers being assholes and I'd be like, yeah, but think about it realistically. How frustrating is it for you to sit in traffic on your way to work or home for the day? Imagine doing that all day long and then not being able to leave that space to like unwind. Like it, right. it's, it is a frustrating position to be in constantly. And yeah, you sign up for it, but you know, sometimes you have bad days. Everyone has bad days and I like I just try to yeah. be a little more courteous to truck drivers. I try not to like hang on their sides. <laughs> I try to like if I'm going to pass them, I like give enough to where like I see both of their headlights in my rearview mirror before I get in front of them. Like just right. Well, that's just why? smart for your own safety too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to just give them room. That's just wise on the account of keeping you safe. Um, it is funny how many uh, people I know have told me since I started doing this, they're like, oh, I, know, I know somebody who drives a truck. I, and I'm not saying you weren't courteous to drivers before I was doing this, but it's just it, you mentioning that makes me think about everybody. Like I've, I've had at least half a dozen or, or more people tell me um, that I know that now that I'm doing this, they, they, they're more conscious, conscious of how they act around semi trucks. Oh, and, yeah. you know, and I'll, I'll be the first to, to tell you from personal experience that there are absolutely drivers and trucks just like there are cars, pickups, vans, and whatever else who are assholes. assholes. Yeah. They're just assholes. I've seen bad drivers and trucks. Humans are assholes. Yeah. But that being said, you know, I remember there was a time I was coming, I was, I had just come through Chicago and back into Indiana from Illinois and there was a huge traffic jam and I had just come through a toll. And if anybody's ever been through a toll, you know how the, the, the road gets really wide for the toll booth and then it narrows back out. And there's not really designated lanes guiding you back to the narrower part. It's just kind of a free for all for like a third of a mile. You know what I mean? And, um, so I'm trying to find my way through this, this clusterfuck of vehicles and I've got my blinker on to get over and lane. And you know, it, it gets really annoying when you know, these people are, are seeing, I've got a blinker on the back on the side of my trailer and uh, two on the side of my truck and one on the front corner, obviously. Right. And people act like they don't see any of those lights, you know, and I'm just sitting waiting. And then sometimes I've been in those situations where I'm sitting and waiting Hell, I had an incident too, where, somebody went around me on the shoulder because I was 
in the far right lane, I had to move to the left because the lane I was in was an exit only. Um, and I wasn't, I didn't need to exit. And, um, I was way, way back from the exit. You know, it was when you saw the first sign that tells you exit only, I was like, Oh, I need to get over. So I put my blinker on and I'm kind of cruising slow. It's, it's a lot of traffic moving real slow and nobody's letting me over. And this guy behind me finally went around me to the right on the shoulder and gave me the finger. And I'm like, what do you, what do you want me to do? What am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, now I had no qualm with the people that were passing me on the shoulder. I don't blame them because they needed to exit, go around me. Like, I get it. That's fine. But do you need to flip me off? Like, what did I do? That's so, yeah, that's it's so like wrong we're, you. We're both in an awkward situation here. Let's just be assholes on yeah. top of it. <laughs> but, um, but back to that incident where I was coming in from Illinois back into Indiana. You know, I'm trying to get over and uh, one guy came up next to me at his window down and so I rolled mine down and, you know, he made some comment about how crazy the traffic was. And I was like, yeah, tell me about it. I was like, the only difference with me is you guys, meaning everybody in the car, don't have a timer telling you how long you can drive for. Like you can drive as long as you want in your car. As long yeah. as you don't crash, federal government ain't going to say a damn thing to you about it. You could drive coast to coast three times. If you got the stamina, you would not break any laws doing it. That's not the case with me. You know what I mean? Like I have a clock that's counting down while I'm sitting there and I'm trying to get somewhere. And it's like people, I'm sure most people don't know that, but even if they do, I doubt a lot they of them just would don't appreciate think about that. It. Yeah, it just adds an extra level of kind of stress and anxiety when when people are unnecessarily holding me up from, you know, moving over or getting ahead or, or doing something like that. Like, oh, I'm trying to get home from work. Oh, that's great. Well, I'm at work and I've got a timer. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's if, just taking the reality of it for granted. that They don't see a truck driver as a person doing a job on the clock, you know, that their time matters and they're, they're, there's a purpose behind them being there. They just see it as something in my way and, oh, uh, they're going to go slow and I got to get around them and blah, blah, blah. Like, they look at it as an annoyance in their day because yeah. it's a part of yeah. society. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think that kind of um, ties into something uh, you and Warren did talk about in um, the prior episode, and that's people being selfish. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, For sure. Maybe maybe I'm being selfish, but again, I you know if if I was if I was stuck in a traffic jam, let let's say I had three hours left on my clock, but we all know traffic jams can sometimes be really, really, really bad. Let's just say I, cause it's happened to drivers many times. I'm sure not me yet, thankfully, but let's say my clock hit zero while I was sitting in the middle lane of that traffic jam. I would have to pull my truck to the side of the road, but even though I went directly to the side of the road, as I got a path to do so, I would technically be breaking federal law because I am moving that truck when I don't have what's called hours of service. Now, I'm sure I could explain to my company this was the situation, but they would probably come back with, you should have planned for it and not been yeah. stuck with so little time. You know what I mean? It's it's not really fair because to us drivers is, because money. shit does happen. It's right. fines and it's money. It would go, it would still go on my record that I had an hours of service violation, even though yeah. there was really nothing feasible that I could have done to avoid that. You know what I mean? 
um, I couldn't even have looked ahead. What if the accident occurred while I was already on the road and I didn't know ahead of time before I started my journey that there was traffic because, you know, it's not construction or something like that where you, you would yeah. know that there's potentially going to be a holdup. Like, well, and because um, the thing is, it's like two hours. Like, there have been times where ja- traffic jam is stuck for two hours and you're at a no moving thing. Like, you can't do anything. And if you're already stopped in the middle of traffic and you've got an hour and a half left, you're fucked. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's totally I mean, the smart possible. thing to do, the smart thing to do and what I would do in that situation when I got down to like, you know, 30 minutes or something, I would honestly just start making my way to the side of the highway. And, you know, I would I wouldn't wait till it hit zero. and like, oh, I best I better get out of the middle of the road now. Well, that's you know I, I mean? I'm saying I'm painting the apocalyptic scenario of like literal deadlock traffic. Nobody's moving. Right. And it's a parking. Yeah. Lot. Which. Which, yeah, I've sat in for, you know, like, I think the longest I've been in this situation like that is about an hour and a half so, so, so yeah, far. So, yeah, totally plausible. Yeah, it, it definitely can happen. But then but then you think I'm I'm on the side of the highway. My company doesn't want me parking on the side of the highway. So, I'm, go- I'm not breaking any and, laws, and per often, se. And often, I'm gonna get cops from will the pull company. you over. Yeah. You like, know, cops will just, come up and knock creates, on your door. Why you stopped over here? You should blah, 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 blah. You know, that happens. It's a, it's a headache. Yeah, it, there's a lot. You know, people think that this job is super easy because all I do is, well, most of what I do, it's not all, is sit in the driver's seat and drive a truck. But, you know, I don't want to be, like, too cocky to people. But as far as, like, the people I personally know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say most of them would not last a day driving a vehicle like this like i see a lot of my friends in a car and how they are and how they handle it and how stressed they get you'd, you'd crack you you would break oh yeah so I'm physically sure. physically the job is not very demanding <laughs> it's not hard to sit and hold a steering wheel and blah 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 blah. it is difficult to like keep control of something like this and winds and bad weather and stuff like that and there's a lot but mentally this is a very taxing job it's well, very anyone- very hard I think anyone who has driven at least two hours before, if you've sat in a car and you've driven for two hours and you get done and you get out of the car and you like stretch your legs, you can feel that your body is like tense because whenever you're driving a, a vehicle, like regardless of whether you're doing a good job or not, it is very taxing (laughs) mentally to actually pay attention on that high of a level. It yeah, it wears, wears you out you just staring at the road. Yeah. Yeah, it, it takes really a lot does. of mental fortitude in order to stay focused that long on in that sharp a level because you're literally taking your life in your hands where you're sitting. Like you're yeah. driving your life. You could kill yourself because you're not paying attention. It's important. And so that brings to take an it, interesting fact to mind. Go ahead. Well, well, I was going to say to take to take it beyond that. Like that's just a two hour. Everyone can compartmentalize two hours. Imagine doing it for ten hours because you have a ten hour clock or a fourteen hour 11. clock. Eleven. Eleven oh. hour driving, fourteen hour on duty. So that gives me you know extra three hours for like if you need sitting to, stop, to load, da, da, da. unload, yeah. and blah blah blah. So yeah, eleven yeah. hours. Eleven hours. So to put that into context, there was one time that I drove to New York with a friend. And or even Myrtle Beach. So New York, I think it was a nine hour trip. I made nine hours there one way in a day, stopping like, you know, twice to go to the bathroom and fill up and stuff. Um, and the right. very ne- and over slept overnight. The very next morning woke up and drove back another nine hours. But there was like a flat tire, so it was a whole longer day because then it took hours to get that fixed. So 
all in all, it was pretty much like kind of two days back to back of what you would do. And I was exhausted. Like I literally the next day, <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to do anything. It was very exhausting. So it's, it's, it's amazing no that joke. not doing much can be so exhausting, you know, cause you're driving, yeah. you're not doing much physically, but it is. Well, it's cause very that was tiring. my idea. I was, she was like, Oh, you know, we can split it on the drive there because it's going to be really long. And I was like, no, I got this. This is cool. Like I'm, I love driving and this, that, and the other. So I, I did the whole drive there and back, um, on my own and it, yeah, it's, it's definitely hard. Yeah, it, it brings a, an interesting fact to mind, though, of, of when we were saying that, you know, just staring at the road it wears you out. Um, people might have wondered, I know at one point I did before I found this out, you know, you'll see, you'll be on roadways sometimes where a bend in the road doesn't seem like it was needed. It's just kind of, why did they make it curvy? Well, when they were designing the interstate highway system, you know, they did that to help keep people alert. Even in areas where the road could have theoretically went straight, they would put a bend in it because it makes you have to do something. You have to turn it. You know what I mean? It it helps keep you alert. If you're just going straight, 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 never ending, like there's a higher probability you're just going to doze off at some point. Yeah, no, so. for sure. Because you're, it's like your brain almost starts just looping itself. Like, and because I've, yeah. I've wondered about that. I wonder if other people do it too. But I know that I've noticed sometimes whenever I get in the routine of something and I'm, I'm driving the same route every single day, eventually, sometimes I'll have times where I don't even remember really driving. Like, it's just so mechanical and second nature that it's like, oh, I'm just here now. And I can't even really tell you what I've been doing the last half hour. I know I was driving, but I don't remember anything specific about it. And it's kind of crazy to think that. Have you ever ended up someplace and like look back and you're like, I don't remember getting here, like, or how I got here. And you kind of realize like, you you must have been like micro napping on your fucking drive or something. Like, I've had that happen (laughs) to me before. Uh, Not on a truck, but it's happened to me before. It's. I was, when I realized it, it was utterly terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. And especially if you're going someplace where, you know, it's amazing how you can get there without really focusing on what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like it is, it's almost like your brain is just so conditioned to be, to knowing what things mean on a subconscious level. Like you see brake lights, you react, you see a turn signal, you notice that like there's, there's all these mechanisms that we have humans have set up to trigger reactions. That's why people are like, you have to do those because people expected it. And if you don't do it, then they're in their own world and things don't like break through the barrier. You know what I mean? It's like keep enough distance and your foot is on the pedal. Like you don't think about what you're doing. You just trust that everyone's going to be going 70 miles an hour in this area right now. Right. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. It's nuts how much of what we do is kind of like autopilot mode. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, making things yeah, mindless, know. even though they're totally complicated and extremely complex. Right. Yeah, it's funny, you know, that, you know, our podcast is another smart ass perspective and, you know, the word perspective, because I was just going to say, like, um, my perspective on just kind of everything about driving in general has changed so much since I started doing this. You know, for example, even when I get, uh, come home. The times I come home, 
um, I get in a car and my truck, as I've, as I've mentioned before, is governed at 62 miles an hour if I'm holding the pedal. And if I put it on cruise, I can take it up to a, a fucking blistering 64, you know? And oh, I mean, I know those buddy. are, cr- I know those are crazy speeds. Um, you know, I come home, I get in a car. Obviously, that's that same thing isn't true. Cars can go 80, 90, 100, 120, like, yeah. you know, what I mean, miles an hour. But I find myself so often now, I'm not even doing the speed limit of 65, like on our freeways there. I'll be doing like 60 or 50. And when I catch it, I will speed up, you know, but I've gotten so used to just going that speed. And I find just how I act when I drive. Um, you know, I'll be more careful when I'm going around ramps, even though I know those suggested speed signs are more for commercial vehicles like what I drive than yeah. they are for cars. You know, obviously a car can take a ramp that's got a suggested speed of 40. Typically a car can go much like more than 40 miles an 50, hour. Yeah. I mean, I've done 60 around those things in cars. <laughs> um, Not advised. Those, Don't do this at home, kids. Those, those, those signs are are primarily geared towards vehicles like like this yeah, like a semi yeah. um they're not really i mean they're they probably can be generally accepted by anybody driving um well but it's I've basically yeah it's the vehicles on the road that would be at risk of tipping over let's warn them that they should right. be at least this slow like that's the idea right. behind it but it's weird. I, I will treat a car so often now. Like I'm still, I mean, I'll take wide turns sometimes. And I'm like, why the hell am I doing this? You know what I, mean? like, <laughs> I don't need to be so far away from the curb, you know? Um, it's funny, but yeah, I, I feel like, well, that I, kind got, of, like I was, I, I was going to say that kind of makes me think of, so whenever somebody's going slow on the highway and it's just like irritating me, um, every, you know, whenever you pass them, you have to kind of do the glance over and see who they are. Right. Um, yeah, I, I find my, and so now if, cause every now and then they look like a normal person, I'm like, why the fuck are you going so slow? Now I'm going to be like, oh, maybe you're a semi driver. <laughs> so, um, So as now that you've got experiences like a semi truck driver, um, what are like what are some things that I guess in the realm of like transportation because you transport goods basically like that's what your job is you pick it up here you move it there as far yeah, as I don't like transport people or illegal <laughs> hopefully or not um, so. As far as like our society <laughs> and the way that that's set up, do you think that semis are still the best way for us to do these types of things? Like on a long haul, like on a long haul kind oh, of thought? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, obviously you can't put a shipping dock uh, up next to every Walmart, right? You're not right. going to run rail, rail lines up to every Kroger store or uh, Speedway gas station or something like that. You know, trucks are, uh, arguably the only way to really transport goods um, everywhere throughout the U.S. interior, as it would be called, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I cannot 
personally think of any better way to to do it now now if if somebody wants to discuss whether us drivers are going to be needed forever that's a different discussion and that one i think at some point is going to be no we're not but the trucks themselves that was kind of my i I guess that was kind of where my thought was going was like because we keep hearing about driverless vehicles and stuff like that yeah well Um, i thought a lot about that right and i mean everything's going uh, to autonomy. I mean, everything eventually I think yeah. will be uh, robot machine done. Uh, Which is what society is really facing right now. Like how we are in a transformative period. We, it is going to be our lifetime that this shit happens. Um, and yeah, we gotta make I honestly changes. don't, I honestly don't see it taking over fully uh, as far as trucks go uh, in my lifetime. Like, obviously, I'm aware that autonomous trucks already exist, and they're already on the road. Um, almost exclusively, they're all just kind of in their test phase, but they're there. They, they it's, not, it's not science fiction. Like, the trucks are real. They're really driving highways. Um, and where is where are, are these living being in that future at? or on the cusp of that future. But, um, you know, there's so much more to this than um, driving down a highway. So why I don't think I'll see it fully take over in my lifetime, or at least in my career as a driver is because of all the, you know, like there was, there's a famous um, truck and I don't know the company that made it, but you know, it, it did a 150 or 200 mile run uh, down the highways of California. And then that truck did have a driver on board, of course, um, but they weren't driving it. But there's so much, we don't just drive highways. You know what I mean? We we're in cities and we back up to docks and I can tell you from, you know, again, personal experience that I'm backed up to some shithole places and you would think, right. If a truck is fully autonomous, I mean, say we're at the point where nobody is on board. I mean, it's all just computer run. Um, the docks, at any given place where a truck like mine, you know, cause I do a drive in, so I have to back up to a dock would have to have the docks would have to have all kinds of sensors on them and cameras to communicate with the truck. So, or something, yeah, maybe, maybe not, maybe be... the truck would just have all the sensors to guide itself in, but, but there's just so much more than just going down the highway. Well, I now think I think they're be... going to eventually, I think it would have to be like a logistical thing in the sense of like they're not going to be able to have driverless trucks for the mom and pop shops and the little nook and cranny stores that sometimes you're dropping to. They would have to go to a main hub where everything is automated and they come in the same gate, they park the same way every single time and it can be controlled by the location. So that's probably where that would go first is that the automatic would be between their own automatic hubs and then you guys would be in there from those hubs out to the main the main areas like i would see that being the main Uh, first however it however it ends up working out i have no delusion that there are people working on answers to these problems and eventually they will they will have them i have no no delusions about that i just don't think it's going to happen as quickly as i've heard some people say it's going to happen um because there's just a lot to it. You know, I go into construction zones. Um, the speed limit on the freeway is 70, but because there's construction, it's down to 55. I've even seen 45 um, on, a, on a highway. 
and um, sometimes those like signs Google are electronic. Maps, but sometimes like Google Maps pulls that information automatically. Like if they were really running automated vehicles, they would be working off of like a major grid with satellite communication. And that stuff gets updated daily. So there, I, I feel like there would always be these kinds of workarounds where they could easily problem solve all these issues. Well, yeah, there's going to be there. I mean, if, if there isn't a workaround currently, there will be at some point, but like I was going to say, sometimes those those temporary speed limit signs are electronic, and sometimes they're just your regular metal sign that they put up temporarily to let you know there's going to have to be a way to communicate with that truck that you need to decrease your speed because for the next three miles, it's not 70, it's 40 or 45 or whatever the case may be. I've also gone through, as I'm sure everybody who drives has, um, construction zones where you're dealing with uneven road surfaces. And I mean, yeah. like sometimes really uneven, you know, where they'll have you shift from maybe the right side of the highway over to the left side. And they'll have like the whole southbound side split. So North and South are riding there. Right. Yeah. Um, and that transition from one side of it to the other, there's quite a dip and a bump. And you know what I mean? Like, with somebody's hands on the wheels, you can, you know, kind of, you're able to react and, and potentially mechanics and, and a computer could do that as well. But it's just, there's so many nuances. And then you think about when the truck breaks down on the side of the road. Now, I don't know the cost of everything I haul as far as like retail value or, or what the customer I'm taking it to is paying for it or anything like that. Like, but I imagine it's not cheap. I, I would venture to guess that I have at some point hauled loads that were worth hundreds of thousands oh, at, sure. very, at the very minimal tens of thousands of dollars. You know, I mean, I've hauled 40 something thousand pounds of paper before, you know, that can't be cheap. No. Um, paper so are the heaviest calls, the, by the way. I, yeah, I know. I know, you know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I was saying for the listener no, they're, they're, in case they didn't know. <laughs> whenever... Whenever I get a load that's um, like uh, like uh, Kimberly Clark or um, some of the other like big known paper people, and I'm pretty confident that I'm going to be picking up paper, I'm like, ah, oh, damn it! Like Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> but um, yeah, you didn't, you didn't but, get my joke. <laughs> but say 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 your truck breaks down on the uh, side of the road, you know, your load, the customers property is just sitting there unguarded un unwatched until somebody gets out there to fix or tow the vehicle i mean i don't care how advanced trucks are in the future the shit breaks things they'll break have, down they'll you know have what I mean? a security system where it's protect property at all costs i mean <laughs> Sure, they'll have something, but again, that that's my point. I've heard some people say all like like the only thing that needs to be done is to make a truck drive itself, and boom, we're going to lose our jobs in the next five years. Like it's not. There's so much more to it than that. You know well, what I, I mean? Think they're going to start first, aren't? Wouldn't they start first by having? A quote unquote driverless v truck with a driver still in there to oh, where absolutely. like they that's could work now. They could work longer hours and that kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah. That's what's going to happen first. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to take some of the uh, stress and responsibility off the driver. But then you've also got the, um, you've got to get public approval for these things, you know. Um, how now, of course, 
when automobiles transitioned from mechanical brake systems, you know, because way back in the early days of cars, you had a physical linkage going from your brake pedal to your brakes. And then all of a sudden they introduce hydraulics and people are like, what? I got to trust the stopping of my vehicle to a fluid? Like, I don't know about (laughs) that. But obviously that became accepted and now we all have hydraulic well my truck has air but you know cars have hydraulic brakes like technology i don't know there's yeah i don't know that there's any car so eventually it'll happen with this too but it's gonna again some people have tried to argue with me that this is gonna happen like it's right around the corner and i'm like well what's your definition of right around the corner i think it's in our lifetime but i don't think it's right around the corner what happens what happens when because of uh, clearly things happen right what happens when a driverless truck is involved in an accident and maybe it glitched out and it and and it and it Russia caused the accident it. who who gets blamed society loves to be able to point the finger Obama. when bad shit happens you know yeah right <laughs> but in serious it's like who gets the blame does the person the company who made the truck get blamed the guy who programmed the truck the company that owns the truck and is operating it the customer who ordered the I mean, stuff it'll on just the truck be I mean, like who? a corporation nobody yeah, maybe <laughs> i think but but again like legislators are going to have to be able to pass laws that regulate and allow these vehicles to operate on our highway systems and the passage of those laws, whether people want to believe it or not, are in part going to be dependent on the citizens of that area of this whole country's feelings and responses and acceptance or non-acceptance of that. So like 2050, you know I mean? we're like, going to be signing AI human treaties of like automation. Be like, we'll be nice to you, you'll be nice to us. I don't know how comfortable people are going to be with a vehicle of this size anytime soon driving all over the place. Because again, if somebody dies in an accident involving an automated truck, who, well, who that's gets why, blamed for that accident? That's why I would, I'm, I'm envisioning this as not being, there's the truck driving on the highway with the other people. It's going to be, these are trucks driving on their own separate roadways between hubs. Um, that's kind of the way, like, cause well, that's then, the only way that it makes sense to me is like, this is a road that no one right. else is supposed to be on except for these guys. And as long as no one's fucking with it, it shouldn't go wrong. If you get on there and you put your life at risk, that's on you. You know what I mean? That would right. be the, well, the way that they could get around the liability of it. Then you've got the question of, uh, infrastructure. You know what I mean? We have to construct yeah. all these truck only roadways and we can't even fucking keep the roads we have in good condition. Believe me. I know. <laughs> well, it would be it would be based more on the contract. Like that would probably end up being more of some sort of government contract. Um, Maybe, but it's just there's a lot more uh, hurdles that need to be overcome oh, than yeah. I than I think some people are are contemplating. You know, and I honestly probably wouldn't think about a lot of the things that are involved if I wasn't out here doing this. And you know, I I just know what what it's like and what's required and you know what you have to deal with and and all that and it's just a lot more than making a truck drive 100 miles down a stretch of highway like yeah you know well, I mean? like, the, the reality is is there's a lot of money to be made in this place in this part of society and so there's already so many people working towards making this a reality because they're going to bank off oh of yeah it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's coming. Like, again, and, and everything I'm saying, I have no no delusions. I'm not denying that the future, that future is, is on its way. 
um, my debate with somebody would be more of when, how soon or how far is it out? You know what I mean? Yeah, because I see this, um, I've, I've I see this being like a federal government in order to regulate these types of automations. And then the state government would take care of like the local highways and roads and it would just go to even more shit because that's the way that local societies tend to run it. Unless they have like additional taxes on like certain counties or districts in order to keep the roads even better. Yeah. And, And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure the trucking companies, the the carriers um, are, at least some of them are pushing for this too, because let's, you know, face it, they, like any business or most businesses, they don't want to have to pay Well, and they're looking for just a way to increase their profits. If they can get a truck that doesn't have to stop and they don't have to pay a a driver to be in it, then that's better for them. Yeah, sustainability. Like they, yeah, it's, it's, they can keep the green coming in their pockets. Cause that's all the corporations, you know, they're, they're driving towards keeping it going forever and ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's true across more than just the trucking industry. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's one of those, that is sucks, one of those you know? funny, like, um, not that I'm anti-capitalist in any way, but that is one of those things whenever people really care about their jobs and I'm like, but they don't care about you. Like, yeah. <laughs> they do on some level, but only to the degree that you are good for them. <laughs> and the second you right. start being well, an inconvenience, I mean- you are no longer a priority. And that's and it's one of those, it's detached us so much from the way that we really should be as w- the way that a job really should be is like... You should be able to go to work and work with people who are there to, like, support you because you're a team. You know what I mean? Like, you're not supposed to be supporting up to a goal for stockholders. You're supposed to be there working for each other because it's the best of all of you for each other. Yeah. I was just talking about uh, capitalism with somebody the other day and, uh, like, yesterday or the day before. And I'm like, you know, on one hand, obviously, it's been good. It's allowed us to build, you know, the the society we have, um, which I think in a lot of ways is, is good. Um, but it also obviously produces a lot of greed. You know what well, I mean? It and, perpetuates greed. You know, yeah, it it. it it puts people like you and I and most of most of the population and the working class um, in really shitty spots. You know what I mean? I remember growing up and my parents used to use the term is, you know, first time I ever heard the term working poor was from my parents. You know, they, they used to tell me all the time. It's like, crazy we make that too that much is money. a term, right? Working poor. You make too much money to get you get you make too much money to get any help with anything, but not enough money to actually get by. Yeah, to thrive. Like this shit gray area. Yeah, it's. And there's so much pride in it because um, these people are like, I work so hard and I still have so little. So it disenfranchises people to the way society works because they're like, all I'm doing is busting my ass. And no matter how hard I'm trying, something happens and it throws me back behind and I can't get ahead. And I just want a house and I just want a car and I just need like I just want some a phone that, you know, I can afford. Like they just want basic standard social like societal things things and you feel guilty because you struggle so hard to maintain or get them at all i honestly wish that um all these drivers out here i was talking about this yesterday um at this truck stop that i'm at with um 
a couple other drivers would band together, you know, and, and kind of unionize. I, I attended, and obviously, like many times when unions have been attempted and quashed, but um, it wouldn't even take long. If, if, if 90, maybe even less, maybe 85%, you know, if the majority of truck drivers just stopped their trucks, oh, yeah. you know, it would be uh, just a matter just of days. For like this three country would to crumble. five days. Yeah, three to five days. This country, our economy would tank. I mean, do I want to see America's downfall? No, no I'm not suggesting but that. But sometimes you but need to actually flex your weight a little bit and be like, "Remember, we're the yeah. one running this bitch." <laughs> yeah, I mean, like <laughs> you're sitting in the office, know, but you ain't doing the job. <laughs> There's always national pride for the military and stuff like that. And I support that and I get it. You know what I mean? They're out there putting their lives on the line and stuff like that. But there's definitely um, some things that the United States government has gotten our military involved in where I hear people, oh, you know, uh, the troops are protecting you. And I'm thinking like, how? They're often, you know, country X fighting people who are not trying to do me any harm. Like, I don't understand. Or they're here suffering from mental illness and, you know, health problems that they can't get any work with. You don't, you don't really hear uh, much pride going around about, truck drivers you know like we literally like the military might keep this country safe i won't deny that but we keep this country moving and without us moving goods without us moving goods all over the place there would be no country to be worth protecting the thing is, is i think every industry on some level has that kind of weight because you know you could even look at that as like food nah, like grocery stores well i'm saying like you could look at it as grocery stores medical. you could look at it as medical centers you could look at it on a whole right. bunch of different levels where if you're like we're shutting down this for the for a week good good luck y'all you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not going to happen. I think McDonald's, Americans could live arguably longer, too, if McDonald's didn't exist. Well, but, I wasn't saying you know. them, but I was saying on a lot of different <laughs> fronts. <laughs> no, you're right. If the hospital shut down, if, um, you know, the, uh, I would say, like, the fire departments, police departments. But then again, that's another group that always gets recognition, first responders. You know what I mean? So, and not arguing that they don't deserve it, because they absolutely do. Of course. Do. Um, but, you know, what do I get? The middle finger. Because <laughs> like, you're annoying and slow on the highway. Yeah. Sorry, my 80,000-pound uh, vehicle can't accelerate like a fucking McLaren. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I'm not trying to sound like overtly bitter because I'm not. I mean, it is what it is. But it is, just to be honest, it is kind of comical to me sometimes how uh, how unsung um people that do this job are you know not just on an individual level meaning from you know your driver here and there throughout the day but just on the whole you know what i mean like how little you i was so thrilled i saw um this was a while ago now maybe a couple months one of my no i didn't I don't know if it was if I saw it on my um, 10 TV, you know, the local news app that I have, or if I saw somebody else share it. I know the story was posted by 10 TV, but I can't remember if I saw somebody else posted on their Facebook or I saw it on the app myself. Right. But it was basically about, um, you know, the trucker salute, you know, the, hey, blow your air horn symbol. Yeah. And how a lot of kids today don't 
they don't really do that. And so the story was kind of trying to promote that, like, Hey, you know, um, drivers like that. It is nice. And I, and I shared that story and was like, you know, even me, the person who is not what you would call a kid person, right? you know, it puts a smile on my cold, bitter face when a kid rolls by in a car and, does and a little you know, does, <laughs> does that symbol. Bump. <laughs> I've had it happen a few times. Yeah. I've, I've had it happen a few times and I, you know, I oblige and I blow my air horn and it puts, it just makes me grin and I see the kid's face light up and because there's uh, sensitive blowing the air horn. Yeah. Cause there's sensitive (laughs) Sally's on the highway who they hear and they're like, Oh oh my God, it just scared the crowd. That's dangerous. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Well, it's, it's, it's also because we do spend a lot of time out here by ourselves, unless you're a teen. Um, which I'm not, I'm out here on the road alone. And it's just, it's nice to have some recognition. And, yeah, for sure. you know, you, you think contact. like, I personally, I personally thought, you know, like, um, you know, maybe that kid who just rolled by me in the back of his parents' van, you know, is, is like, oh, you know, it's so amazing to a kid, right? Trucks are big and they're, they're that much bigger when you're, you know, five or six years old, right? It's just and fun that connecting and getting, dreams. yeah, it's just fun getting that connection, like, you know. Right. Well, I think maybe that kid's got dreams of uh, wanting to be a, a truck driver, even though it's really not that glamorous, <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and, and so I've kind of just, I've lit up his world and, you know, maybe I, maybe I helped, you know, fuel his dream or something like that, you know, and it, it's nice, you know, but yeah, we, we, you don't really see it that often. I, I know when I was a kid, I used to do it all the time, but um, the whole that I've been out here for a year, I, only happened maybe three times you oh, know wow. four times yeah time. i remember when i was um, but younger the story i was encouraging more people to do that yeah i remember yeah, it used I, to be more popular well i i remember doing it and then i would remember getting scolded for doing it so i don't know like i think maybe that turned maybe that was a societal pressure thing where all of a sudden a whole bunch of adults decided that no more kids can have fun and do that anymore yeah adults suck yeah they do yeah i saw i do love any opportunity i get to blow the air horn though it's fun (laughs) i saw a meme the other day where it was like a a father-son kind of a thing and the kid was saying oh man i screwed up and the dad was saying you know it's all right you're just a kid you can screw up all the time it's like i don't i know but i feel really stupid he was like no don't worry about it plenty kids are stupid it happens plenty of adults are stupid and they're like really and they're like dude you have no idea <laughs> like, <laughs> like legit. Yeah, that's so the truth. Many stupid adults. <laughs> that is the truth. So I don't yeah, know. My my job I doesn't am, put me uh, at risk on that kind of a level on a day to day basis. It just it is a level of frustration, but it is not that level of danger. So. Um, well, you know, I've never really been worried about myself being in danger. I mean. If I get into an accident with another vehicle, as long as it's not a semi truck, chances are I'm going to walk away or come out alive. Yeah. Um, chances are, you know, what has scared me from the time I decided this is what I was going to pursue and the whole time I've been doing it is I don't want to hurt or kill somebody else. Right. I don't want whether, whether Their it's stupidity whether it or your well, yeah, whether it's regardless of whether I'm held responsible, like even if even if I'm cleared, like there was nothing this driver could have done to avoid this, I would still have on my conscience that, you know, 
my vehicle caused the death or, or serious injury of somebody else. And I don't want that. Like I, I may be an asshole. In fact, there's no may about it. I am <laughs> in a lot of ways, but I'm not out here. Tr- I don't want to hurt people. You know what I mean? Right. So that's what scares me. I'm not, I'm in a huge, huge vehicle. You know what I mean? I sit, I don't know, five or six feet, maybe more off the ground. Yeah. Like, you know, I could I could decimate a car and get out of a truck and be like, brush my shoulders off. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, unfortunately. Um, but I don't I don't want I don't want to do that. I don't want to hurt somebody else. That's what scares me. Well, hopefully um, nobody else hits your trucks anymore and you don't have to like Spider-Man on the side of other people's trucks. Yeah, I've thought about that. Like, what would I do if in the time I'm sitting here, which I'm I'm actually leaving in the morning. But I thought about it. What would I do if somebody else hit my truck here second time? And I thought I would probably <laughs> fight them. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm tired of it. Because to me, there's no, there's no excuse, right? Like, you should be paying attention when you're backing up. You know, like even that guy who hit me, even though the, the whole encounter ended on a, on a more positive note, the guy threw me some money. Um, you know, I, I told people that they're like, Oh my God, what? Like you didn't report it. I'm like, hell no, I reported it. I got his information and everything. I'm like, I didn't let him bribe me. Like he just gave me <laughs> money because he knew he cost, he knew he cost me money, Yeah, you know? But, um, so even though it ended between him and I on a more positive note, and we shook hands and everything else. And I apologized to him for being so irate. And, and he apologized to me multiple times for, I still, there's still a part of me that's like, you know, you shouldn't have done it, dude. Like you fucked up. Like it's, it's kind of, it's almost inexcusable because yeah. he knew my truck was here when he came up to, to position himself to back in. If he didn't, that's on him because he's not paying attention. I'm not in a fucking Fiat. You know what I mean? Right. Like, You're and my truck is white. My truck is white. Like it's not exactly blending in. Right. Um, and when he was backing in, I was on his right side. Now, in this industry, I mean, this might be something. Really, it's not really doesn't really happen in cars. You don't really have a blind side like that. But in a truck, it's called your blind side. And, uh, so he was backing in. So try to paint this picture. He was, his tractor was pointed out to the left away from me and he's backing his truck in and I'm on the right. So he wasn't able to see me as he was backing in, but there's a trick when you're backing up like that, that he should have known that I know. And that trick is you put your trailer tires close to the line on the left, you know, just like car parking spots, truck tr- parking spots have painted yellow lines. Yeah. So you keep your trailer tires, um, on your driver's side close to the left. That way you are, sh- you can be sure. I mean, it still at times might be a good idea to get out and look, but if you're close, if you're riding that left line, you can almost be certain that you're not about to hit the person to your right because yeah. you're all the way left. He was not. His trailer was so far right. I mean, at the point his trailer hit my truck, okay, if he'd have been doing it correctly, his trailer should have been straight in the parking space, and he should have been in the process of getting his tractor in front of the trailer, as they call it, to back up straight. 
Instead, his trailer was still angled at such an ang- at such a degree. It should have been like that when he first started backing. By the time he got up close to my truck, his trailer should have already been turned so much more than it was. But obviously, obviously it wasn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, again, I, I find it hard to completely excuse him because he should have, you know, according to what that guy told me, he'd been driving for 25 years. He claimed this was the first time he'd ever hit another truck. But... Um, at 25 years in, you should damn well know how to back into a spot. Right. What re- what the reality of it is, though, and why this guy hit me is because in 25 years of driving, he and a lot of other people get complacent. They all have backed up so many times, like, I got this, and they just stop paying attention. Yeah. Now, I hope, as a result of being hit so many times by other people, that in, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, however many years I'm doing this, I never forget that fact that you don't get complacent, you know? And even though I have not yet hit anybody, I will hopefully always be able to reflect on the times that I got hit as a reminder to myself. I don't want to be that guy. I need to make sure I'm clear of everybody. Well, every time you, every time you do my ass back. Yeah, every time you do it is important. It is a, is a setup and an execution. Like you shouldn't you should do it to make it right. Yeah. So, you know, I just um I don't get it, man. I accidents do happen, but there are some situations where Avoidable. they happen because of the choices you made. Yeah. The poor choices you made. Yeah, and this was one of those cases. You know, and like everybody said, thankfully nobody was hurt and thankfully it wasn't my fault. Again, <laughs> Again. Um, I told I told somebody yesterday, I said, uh, you know, eventually, I think it was Cherry. I said, eventually that people going, well, at least it wasn't your fault. Stuart. It's not going to matter anymore. Like, I don't care. I'm sick of being hit. Like, right. I, like, it does not make me feel any better that it wasn't my fault. Like, I am sick of people hitting my truck. Did he throw you <laughs> enough money to make it at least worth it? He gave me a hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean... It, you know, it was probably still less than I could have made. It's yeah. definitely less than I would have made if I'd have been driving all weekend like I was originally supposed to. Yeah. But because um, I had a load I was supposed to pick up um, Friday night and take to Tennessee, I uh, would have delivered uh, tomorrow morning <laughs> and Monday. I guess full disclosure for everybody that listens to this, we are recording a week ahead of when this is going to be released. But that's just the way it is. Deal with it. Um, but yeah, so it would have been delivered tomorrow morning, Monday morning down in Tennessee. I, I wouldn't have needed that whole time to get it there. I could have probably had it there maybe early on Sunday at the latest, but still I would have had more miles than I've gotten just sitting here in this parking spot. All waiting, weekend. Yeah. Just waiting. Yeah. So, so, but I mean, it wasn't 20 bucks either, you know, a hundred bucks. I was kind of like, Whoa, dude, like, you know, I, I kind of immediately felt like an ass for, you know, yelling at this dude to the point that, you know, I, I almost fully lost my voice. He's a truck driver. And, he has uh, the money. <laughs> yeah. So and he was an owner op too. So he makes oh, you damn know, more good than money. me. Yeah. So, well, I'm yeah, hoping it was nice. he, didn't have to, he didn't have to do that. No more accidents. By yeah, anybody. I hope it'll probably happen, but I hope. I really hope not. <laughs> What, uh, somebody asked me if the next, cause I'm probably going to be getting another truck, be my third truck. 
somebody asked me if um, this would if, if the next truck I get will be permanent, you know, as opposed to just have it while this one's being repaired. And I said, no, it'll be permanent. And I was like, at least that is until the next person right? fucking hits me and causes me to have to get accident. a fourth truck. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because at this point, I mean, I don't want to be all woe is me, but I'm just like, yeah, it's probably going to happen again because I apparently am a fucking magnet for people hitting me. So that's that gravitational pull. I, I just attract people and the <laughs> trailers of their semi trucks. And then, you know, one, one last thing I do want to say that kind of rubs me raw is that all the people that have hit me, hit me with their fucking trailers and they can drive away from the shit. Now, not every <laughs> hit that I've had has caused me. Some of them have been real minor, like kind of just minor damage to the mirror. And I, I'm able to continue on with my, my work and it just causes me to be down for an hour or two while we're exchanging information. Right. Not a huge deal, but two accidents of the five have caused me this one and the one before have caused me to be down for days at a time. Um, but regardless of any of that, none of these people that are hitting me are fucking up their tractors. And, 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 and in the two cases where I was down, those people just drive off. I'm the one that gets screwed over right. and has to sit, you know, <laughs> and wait on repairs and get a new truck and move all my stuff into the next truck. And it's just like, dude, can, can somebody just like fucking hit me head on right. so at least I can sit there and be like well at least your shit's fucked up too man you took me down but you're here with me <laughs> yeah right like again it goes back to what you and Warren were talking about that selfishness you know it's like I don't want to be alone dude misery I'm loves company I'm sick of it it does it so does sweet so, sweet company I'm a bitter asshole what can I say <laughs> oh, anyways well I uh it does suck that you're dealing with that, but I'm glad you're okay. And thank you. Hopefully, this has opened some people's eyes to the kind of bullshit that is pretty standard for truck drivers. Yeah, I hope so. You know what I mean? I'm just out here like everybody else trying to make a living. Um, this is the first thing. And those who know me personally know very well my my history with various jobs and how sketchy it's been. And um, on February 13th. Uh, which will pass before this video, or like, why do I always say video? Because I'm an idiot. That's why. Before this episode is released, will will be yeah, will be my year that I've been with this company and doing this job, and um, that's clap. quite a milestone for me. Yeah, yeah, golf <laughs> clap. That, that's quite a milestone. I mean, as pathetic as it is to say, the truth of the matter is, it has been over a decade since I have stayed with one job for even six months, That's let crazy. alone a year. It's been 2005, 15 years, you know? So yeah, for a long time I sucked. And in many ways I probably still do, <laughs> but that's just the reality. I have not, found anything that I could tolerate and do and stick with for the long term. And I won't be with this company for the remainder of my career. I hopefully am not with this company for the remainder of this year, yeah. but I do see myself staying in this industry for the foreseeable future, whether I'm over the road or local, I'm going to keep a job that requires me to have my class A CDL license because I like doing this. So, I think I think that's why it's such a, a industry for single dudes because it just seems yeah. like it's it's just kind of right up the alley of what you guys seem to fit into. But see, it doesn't have to be men. It doesn't. If, if if you 
my my flame, my muse would just suck me in. Would just bend and fucking come out <laughs> on the road with me. We could tear up the highways together, girl. Yeah. We'd just be like the modern day Bonnie and Clyde About with all that. gunfire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, about that. So, I would like to, I would like to have somebody, you know, even if it's just a friend uh, for a week or two or whatever, ride with me. Or if it's somebody that comes out on the road with me full time, like a, a future girlfriend, or uh, dare I say, if somebody lets me wife them up. <laughs> um, you didn't see my maniacal like finger tapping together when I did that last. No, um, I did not. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I would like that. I think it would be, it would be nice, you know, to have at some point, but yeah, I think it, there's it's a lot of people who do, there, for, there are a lot of people who do that. I don't know. I, I think being in that close of a quarter with somebody that long would start to wear on you as a couple. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have it. There's gotta be good chemistry for sure. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it is, it is close quarters. Uh, you could get a bigger sleeper. I mean, some of these things have bathrooms and showers and all kinds of stuff, kitchens and stuff. Um, and the people who they basically live on the road, that's what they do, you know? Yeah. But, um, the you know, there's bang. all kinds of options, but just, just the idea of, of maybe finding somebody who would be like, yeah, I want to go hit the road with you and see places and experience, you know, different things in its own way. You know, people always say like, wow, Stuart, that'd be so cool to do what you do. It'd be like an adventure. And it is, there's a lot of tediousness to it and it is a job. You know, I am doing a job. I don't just get to drive my semi to a national park and go explore the mountains, you know what right. I mean? Per se. But, but I am still in a different place typically from day to day. Um, hell in a matter of a week, I, I could be in three, four or five different States. So it is cool. You know, you do get to see a lot and there have been situations uh, where I did get to, to play tourists, so to speak. You know, there was over the summer um, last year, I got to go um, spend the day at a beach on the East coast of Florida. And just a few months ago, I was able to go into Springfield, uh, Illinois for uh, a 34 hour reset I had to take. Um, and I got to go see Lincoln's Abraham Lincoln's tomb and his house. And I was just giddy like a schoolboy because Lincoln's my favorite president. So there are times um, where this job has allowed me to go see things and do things that I may very well have not been able to do otherwise. Well, because you know, a lot of the times they say, the a lot of times they say that you want to spend your money on experiences and that's kind of the perk of your job is you don't have to spend money to get those experiences because right. sometimes you're just driving like, through town. Exactly. Like, like the, the case in Florida and the beach, I didn't have to, you know, I live in Ohio. You know, well, how much money would it cost me on my own time to travel oh, yeah. down to Florida <laughs> to go spend Hundreds. a day at the beach? Like, I didn't pay for any of the fuel. In fact, I got paid for all the driving that brought me by there. Like, <laughs> get to go put so, your toes in some ocean you know, water. Yeah, that was a good day. That was a good day. But um, so think, yeah, think of so days like that or days like this. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I I try to, but yeah, so it would be nice to to maybe have somebody at some point to experience those moments with because. You're right. Um, you know, life is about experiences and, and that's what I like. And as you very well know, I like to spend money. I'm, I'm not really a materialistic thing person. I do buy stuff. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't, but you know, what, what do we do all the time? When I come home, I'm like, Megan, let's go out and get something to eat. Let's go do this. It's things where we can sit and we have our conversations yeah. and we laugh and we just, we create memories, you know, cause that's, that is probably 
among the most important things to me. Yeah, I've had um, I've had friends and, uh, comment on that. Like, what do you like doing as a hobby? I'm like, I don't know. I just tend to hang out with a lot of friends and go do different things. And they're like, but that's that's what you do. I'm like, yeah, that's what I do. Like, you don't yeah, enjoy going and you. having conversations with people and bonding and all that kind of stuff because that's fun. Like, I can't tell you the number of times I've I've piled as many friends as were able to go. Um, into the car and gone down to, you know, Hocking Hills. Uh, and even in the case, and, and again, you know this, I've asked you many times, hey, Megan, do you want to do this? Yeah. And you'll be like, well, I don't really have the money. And I'll say, what do I say? Did I ask Did you I ask if you have the money? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't care about spending my money. See, this is, but that's me, that's me giving the catalyst that I'm, I'm making it a point up front that, like, you know, you got to get me. <laughs> And I've done that for so many people so many times, and I'm more than happy to do it. But that's where a lot of my money goes, you know, um, just to get myself from the truck stop I was at uh, in Florida to the beach and then back. I think I spent like 50 or 55 bucks on Ubers, you know, yeah. but I didn't care. I didn't. I don't care. <laughs> I, I always say I will make more money. How many times am I going to have to create this memory? Right. Very fair. Well, I think so, I think ending this off on happy memories with good people is probably a good place. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, 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 happy joy, joy, joy. Don't be fooled, everybody. <laughs> she's tired of she's tired of talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at no, all. I, uh, uh, I gotta I go hope back. This, I hope this episode comes. <laughs> I hope this episode uh, comes out well, and um, everybody enjoys listening to it. For sure. I think, so. I think everybody will learn something about the, uh, like I said, the truck driving industry. So if anybody has any other questions about that kind of stuff, you know, we got, we got a quote unquote expert. Send them, send them to Megan. <laughs> yep. Send all your questions to Megan. <laughs> all right. Until <laughs> next time. And that wraps it up for this episode of Another Smart Ass Perspective. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Maybe it opened your eyes a little bit to what it's like for, you know, it really semi-truck drivers. Like, we all are around them all the time. And I think, as we discussed, sometimes they're taken for granted or we don't really think about what they go through on a day-to-day -day basis, even though they are such just a basic part of our society so just following up if uh, you want to reach out to us we do always like hearing what you have to say and like we said before if you have any questions about that career we have a quote-unquote expert <laughs> on the team that can answer any questions but um hit us up another smart ass perspective at gmail.com for any questions if you want to listen to any of our other episodes go to our website directly Another smart ass perspective .captivate.fm. It's got all of the links to our social media and our Patreon if you ever feel so inclined to uh, help us out and keep this thing going. So we appreciate you listening. Until next time.